Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything on Christmas Eve. That's right, December 24th edition of the show. I am Gary. Chris. And, of course, Chris is back. Thank goodness, because trying to run this thing by myself, giving out picks and whatnot, uh, it's tough when there's no debate. It's very difficult, Christopher. <laughs> yes, I know. I, 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 did, I did three shows a week by myself. Oh, yes. Very difficult. It is rough to do. It is rough to do. So... Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of bowl games that we're going to hit on. Let me go ahead and let everybody know early. Uh, we will not have a show on Monday. We're going to take a little bit of a break. A holiday break. It's a holiday miracle. Whatever you would like to say. Christmas is, of course, this weekend. Uh, I will be traveling. Um, and there's not, you know, we're going to try and give as many picks for the bowls as we can right now so that we don't really have to worry about too much over the weekend. We can watch NFL, we can watch whatever, and uh, and just not have to worry about it. So, we will be back next Wednesday with a show uh, at, of some sort. We will figure that out as we get there, because uh, I think I'll still be traveling on Tuesday. But, we will have a show on Wednesday of some sort, and we will sort that out as we go. Uh, let me give you the rundown first. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Go ahead and make sure that you head over there, check out everything that it has to offer. Uh, but everywhere that you need to be subscribed, etc., can be found over there. The show is brought to you by BetUS. It's America's premier online sports book. They are where the game begins. There's a link in the description. You can find them over there. Just click that link. Very easy to do. BetUS.com, where the game begins. And uh, also, I host the BetUS College Football Show. So if you would like some more uh, detailed bowl picks and previews and whatnot, uh, you can certainly check over there as well. Uh, as long as you stay right here at Winning Cures Everything as well. <laughs> I think that's the most important thing. So go ahead and make sure that you stay here, but also subscribe over at the BetUS uh, College Football Show. Now, Chris, uh, some news topics to get out of the way before we jump into games. Texas A&M is out of the Gator Bowl. Now, I talked about this on the Wednesday show that they had shut down for just a little bit, and I talked about how I figured it would probably affect the college football playoff in some way and that we may see these bowl games just become uh, destroyed throughout this bowl season. So far, this is the only one that has actually lost a team. Of course, Wake Forest trying to figure out who they are going to play. The NCAA competition committee, I believe, is having a meeting today uh, or on, on Thursday to try and figure out exactly what's going to go on. Everybody was reporting late Wednesday that it would be Rutgers that was going to be the next team up. And then reports started coming out that said, no, Rutgers is not going to be able to do it. It looks like it's going to be Illinois. And I know that Brett Bielema had come out on Twitter and was like, hey, we're all in. We can get everybody back. We'll be ready to go. I'm curious your thoughts on this. Uh, it's it's kind of strange to call a football team back right at Christmas. 
in order to prep for a, a bowl game that uh, you really would have never expected. But the fact that we might have a 5-17 and 17 playing in the Gator Bowl uh, just kind of shows this is all this is all a show. It's all ESPN. It's all for TV. Uh, give me your thoughts on this. Well, it's all for money. And the yeah. reason Illinois is going to be the option for this, Pete Thamel as the perfect, and I mean perfect quote for this. I'm going to butcher the quote. But in essence, whenever you're trying to figure out a solution for a bowl problem in college football, look no further than corruption. And there is a very, very wealthy multi-billionaire owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Shotgun, who is an University of Illinois alumni who's going to make sure they are the recipient of this bull bid. Go to the deepest pocket and you get whatever you want. That's all college sports are. I've used this analogy before. I know a lot of people don't like it because it's very crude, but it is apt. It is correct. It is absolutely the right thing. All these people are whores. They just, they'll do anything for your money. Anything. Nothing is off the table. There's nothing so gross. There's nothing so disgusting that they will say no to. I, I don't think you're wrong there. I don't think you're wrong at all. Uh, give me your thoughts about A&M sitting out. There, of course, a lot of people talking about uh, A&M didn't want to ruin their recruiting hype by going out and losing to Wake Forest, etc. I really don't think that was it at all. Uh, Ross Bjork came out and said that, I mean, there are 20-some-odd kids that have symptoms that are now in isolation, uh, and you don't, I mean, you can't play them. Like, the game is a week away. Like, what What are you going to do? So, if they actually have symptoms. Uh, so, I, I would, I'm going to lean towards the people thinking this is A&M probably didn't want to play this game. And, and the reason I say that is, look, I need to know more about these kids in isolation. Like, I, I know we're never going to know that because they're college kids and we don't have privy to that information. But but I'm, I'm working under the assumption it'd be amazing that Texas A&M has the only place in the world where 18 to 20-year-olds are actually getting sick from this. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's – but but right now, you know, it's we, we, we've got weird-ass weather going on around the country. This is cold and flu season. Like, does somebody got some sniffles? Yeah. We don't want to play this damn game. And I don't know that it's just for recruiting purposes. Their, their whole um, coaching staff is in flux right now, and it's chaotic. And to try to go play a bowl game right now would be a huge pain in the ass considering it's not a big bowl game. And they, they don't have anything to win from it. They don't have anything to gain from it. It's an exhibition. They damn sure don't need the bowl money. So why why try to do it? Let's start testing everybody because you know the rule, right? The rule is, is if your players are vaccinated, excuse me, you don't have to test. They're testing people because they know this Omicron uh, variant is going around, sweeping the country. And I bet if we test all these kids, we can get a bunch of positive tests. Well, nobody else is testing anybody. Why? Because they want to play in their bowl game. And they don't have to because the rules say they don't have to. Yeah. Now, I, I guess uh, the ones to watch out for to see uh, which bowl games might be canceled, uh, we'd have to look at Texas Tech, I think, in the Liberty Bowl against Mississippi State. I mean, they are going through a whole complete upheaval of their staff. they got a bunch of guys uh, transferring. Opting yeah, out, but Texas State stuff. probably needs the money. That's the, There's a big difference between Texas Tech and Texas a and True. Uh, and because these be... bowl contracts, hang on now, these bowl contracts, they cover this really good. I'm basically just regurgitating everything that happened on the Yahoo podcast <laughs> in this segment because those guys are who I turn to for the information kind of stuff. Yeah. Those contracts are still void. Like, they're still good, okay? 
Texas A&M, if this bowl game is not played and somebody else doesn't take their place, Texas A&M is responsible for 100% of all of the hotel rooms that they booked up because all the bowl game system is is just a money sham. That's all it is. Texas A&M is responsible for every player, every coach, every band member, every staff, every bit of their tickets that they were supposed to sell. Texas A&M is still responsible. They got deep enough pockets where they don't give a damn about that dollar number. But a place like Texas Tech, A, they lose the bowl money, and they're responsible for all the bowl income. They, I know that's Texas, and they still got a lot of money. Listen, they don't have A&M money. They don't have F-me money. They got F-you money. They don't have F-me money. That's a, that's a good point. All right, I was going to bring up SMU as a possibility, but that's also uh, another one of those no. that uh, they may not be able to do that in the uh, – Just because you're going bowl. through flux doesn't mean you're walking away from that. That's true. That is true. Uh, as you said, there are some – some teams like Illinois that is trying to play a bowl game, uh, even if it's you know the Gator Bowl against Wake Forest, you know it seems like not that big a deal, but it is a huge deal to some of these kids. So uh, we shall see. I guess uh, you know it is is LSU maybe in that position for the Texas Bowl? You think? Uh, oh, I don't think so. I, I don't know that they've got the problems with the COVID going on, and I haven't heard any rumors that they're trying to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I I will tell you this. I don't anticipate this being the last one. Um, I also don't think LSU's got that. Like, they got big in their boosters, but they're already paying a lot of money for other things. A, A&M has more money than everybody not named Alabama and Ohio State and Notre Dame, and I don't know that those schools have more money than A&M. Those schools are just all in the same pool of we're richer than all the rest of you sons of bitches. By a yeah. lot, by the way, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, let's let's position off of that one, and let's talk about the new CFP contingency plans for COVID nineteen. They came out on Wednesday and said, "Okay, we know that there's a lot going on here." JT Daniels tested positive for Georgia, and Bill O'Brien and Doug Marone tested positive for Alabama. You know, there's some things going on inside these playoff teams that could obviously become a problem. And they decided that there will be no makeup date for the CFP uh, semifinals. So the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl will be played on December 31st. And if a team cannot field enough players to play in the game, then they will have to forfeit. And the team that did have enough players gets to move on to the national championship game. Now, the other side of this is the CFP national championship game it cannot be pushed past January 14th for some reason, which who knows what the reason for that is. Like, it's not it, – this whole thing was insane. When I talked about this on the show on Wednesday, I said I think it would almost make sense for the CFP guys to move the games back a little bit because they see the ratings. They know that December 31st games do not rate as well in the playoff as games on New Year's Day, or even later in the calendar. So it would almost be totally fine, I thought, to move the playoff games back a little bit if we do run into any kind of an issue. However, they have come up with all these kind of plans, like the they're making all of the bowl activities uh, voluntary as opposed to mandatory now. Uh, they are doing all of the media stuff online only, so <laughs> remotely. They, they're coming up with all sorts of different ways to keep the guys from uh, any potential threats. But 
there is a possibility that we will not have a national champion this year because if all four of these teams uh, catch the Rona and cannot play, then they're just not going to name a champ. So we'll just have to base it off of, I guess, AP voting and coaches poll, which is absolutely absurd. Like, give me your thoughts on this because I swear to God, I, I don't know how this sport continues to get in their own way with stuff like this. All right. I, I have no thoughts on this because this is not happening. Like, I think this the, is, the odds this are is very a small. scenario that they put into place. But once again, the majority of these teams are vaccinated. Like Michigan just went and all got the booster. Because of that, they don't have to test. So they literally would have to have kids spiking fevers for them to not play, which means if else the other three don't play, Michigan's just named the national champion. Right? Like yeah. that but that's not going to happen. Because these teams have enough kids vaccinated, which means they don't have to test them. The college football just spent a lot of time and energy coming up with something that makes them look incompetent that they didn't have to do. <laughs> they didn't when have to release says, anything. What is your what is your what is your counter for if this happened? My response would be if I was in that chair, you'll find out what that is if that happens. We don't foresee that being a problem. Yes, you did not have to say anything. And and by saying because, something... Because if we're going to do the what-if what hypothetical, well, what if everybody just comes down with ass cancer? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what we're doing. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. But listen, we, we've got two years' worth of data that virtually zero 18 to 24-year-olds are going to be, especially those who are in incredible shape and who see team doctors like twice a week. They know what they're putting in their bodies. They know everything about these kids. I'm certain these guys are going to be fine. And all the doctors, the medical professionals, they're certain they're going to be fine too. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, th there will not be a lot of testing going on. I, I will tell you that. And if there is anything that's going on, they'll they will more than likely find a way to hide it. And, and they will just if go out and play. If JP Daniels got tested because he's either unvaccinated or because he spiked a fever or something of that nature, I assure you that JT Daniels, like like he's out for 10 days, I'm, I'm, I'm a thousand percent certain his symptoms, whatever they are, they clear up and he is free to play one day, minimum, one day before the game starts. Oh, no, no, no. He had those symptoms three, four days ago. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm certain because all college sports do is fudge numbers. That's all we do. So yeah. they're going to get this in. So absolutely, they went through all of this rigmarole. They put all this time and and then the plan they came up with makes them look dumber than we already thought they were. And there are people like I who thought they, I just didn't know they could get any dumber. Okay, my I think so little of these people that do this. But but the issue is, is they didn't have to. They literally could have just said we're 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 positive this will not be a problem. Yeah, and yeah. if it is. Then you can come at me for not being prepared. If it is, but you can't yell at me for not being prepared for something that we're almost positive it, it's not going to be an issue. No, I I tend to agree with you. I tend to. Do agree. we think Delta? Do we think the Delta virus that we know everybody could have gotten but not get sick if you got vaccinated? Do we think the Delta virus didn't go through any of these teams throughout the season? How did how did how did none of these teams have to cancel anything? Oh, because if you're vaccinated, you don't have to be tested. That's yeah. why. So why would you get tested right now? Why would you start testing all these kids if you want to play the game? 
that's uh that's interesting that's uh, yeah okay i can i can get down with that i, I see i see where so you're I have, going so i have no thoughts other than people who are dumb continue to make themselves look dumber even when they don't have to <laughs> let's uh let's talk about this right quick uh usc quarterback keaton slovis is transferring to pit now uh, I was doing a little researching and whatnot, tried to figure out exactly what the connection is here because that just seems like a weird place to go because Mark Whipple just left. I don't believe Pitt has made a hire for their offensive coordinator position yet. Uh, so why would you go somewhere where you don't know who the OC is and it's you know all the way across the country, et cetera? Um, you're losing you know a lot of guys off of an ACC winning team. It seems like it would be a step back. Uh, for Pitt next year. However, um, it appears that Keaton Slovis is, uh, he's got a relationship with Pitt women's soccer player Kate McKay, but another lucrative factor is actually uh, from Hail to Pitt on Twitter. Slovis signed a, uh, a name image likeness deal with American Eagle back in September, and the American Eagle headquarters are actually in Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> it's just down the street from uh, the pit football facilities. So, I was, you know, this stuff kind of, this is a new one for me. Chris, have you seen anybody that transferred somewhere to get closer to a corporate brand in college football yet? Well, no, because nobody's been paid by a corporate brand like that. Like, I mean, I guess Uyunglele is in Clemson, which is like, I don't know, like an hour and a half away from Atlanta. So, yeah. like, they're pretty damn close to Dr. Pepper, and they signed him, so. Yeah, that would make sense. It's, uh... Like, I don't... You know what I'm saying? Like, we just had NF, it, it, NIL the first year, so we we don't have a lot of this yet, but if you're going to get paid by these guys, and they're like, hey, I'm certain their, their brand headquarters are in Pitt, right? I'm yeah. also certain that they have a lot of influence in what's going on in Pitt football and Pitt athletics. And the reason they signed this kid was because this is contingent upon you moving here and you transferring to play here. That would make sense. That's a, that's an interesting aspect to this uh, that I have not thought about. What so do what, you think NIL is? Why do you, why do you think Eric Reed left left Baton Rouge for 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 uh, Alabama? He got a big ass NIL deal, and LSU was dragging their feet on getting NIL deals for kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the whole reason he transferred was for nothing other than he got a big ass denial. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. So yeah, Eli Ricks so to Alabama is over that. Uh, but I, I don't know that it was just nil. I mean, it's not like he's moving next to a corporate brand. Um, I don't know. That's I'm curious yeah, to see how this plays out. Corporate brand's irrelevant. If the corporation that's hiring you is saying, "I'm hiring you, and I want you to come play at this school," then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think we might. He doesn't get the NIL deal from whatever the Alabama booster is or whatever if he's staying in Baton Rouge. Uh, true. You might be right about that. So it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay we just can... don't question it because guys going to Alabama is no big deal. But guys going to Pitt, we're not used to that. Well, that's what NIL does is it opens it up for guys to want to go to places like Pitt. Yeah, no, you're you're certainly right. You were certainly right. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You, uh, you ready to dive into these bowl games? Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. All right, bowl pick them. We're going to start off with the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve, and that would be Memphis taking on the Hawaii Warriors. Now, of course, uh, I did talk about these. My official plays are over at the BetUS show, but I am going to give out a pick on every one of these games, let you know which way I'm leaning. Uh, But the ones that I've actually got my money down on, uh, you can find over on the BetUS show. Um, So... Chris, like it, this is just a weird matchup. Like Memphis, one and five against the spread as a favorite this year. They're one and five against the spread in their last six bowls. They are one and four against the spread their last five games overall to close out the year. Uh, Hawaii, like there was that big uh, San Francisco Gate article about the players hating their head coach Todd Graham and all the mess that was going on inside that program. The quarterback Shevon Cordero and the running back Dayday Hunter uh, entered the portal. Um, Mike McIntyre, the defense coordinator for Memphis, left to be the FIU head coach. Calvin Austin III, the leading wide receiver, has opted out for Memphis. There's a lot going on here. Uh, and yet, eight and a half points here. Hawaii is an eight and a half point underdog, and it's basically a home game. Like, this is, it just seems like too many points to me. Uh, I don't know that Memphis is going to be able to move the ball a lot on this uh, Hawaii defense. So, I I tend to lean toward a lower-scoring game. Uh, the total is 55-and-a-half. I would certainly lean to the under. But I, I like Hawaii in the spot, plus 8-and-a-half here. All right. So I haven't liked Memphis at all this year at all, but I, I do think Hawaii, uh, Memphis can score. Um, I, I will tell you, my stepdad's a big Memphis fan. Um, him and my mom have gone all around the country to see Tiger basketball. They went to the bowl game a couple years ago when they played Pitt, uh, Penn State. Like, like he has traveled. My, my mom is not thrilled that – he didn't take him to Hawaii. Like, oh, you're you're gonna you're gonna draw the line here. Like, this is my chance for you to take me to Hawaii. He's not doing it. Like, you're yeah. gonna take me to Dallas oh. in the middle of December, yeah, but, but you're not gonna take me to Hawaii. I, I'm just telling you that conversation was had, um, uh, and, and, it, and it brought about disappointment. Um, and a mean old Italian lady is not what you want in your life. By the way, I'll tell you this: pound for pound, totally different subject. Pound for pound, the meanest people on the planet are Mediterranean women. You got mean old Jewish women, Greek women, Italian women. They are mean. They're mean. They're hard. They love hard and they're mean. Oh, yeah. my God. So anyway, um, different subjects altogether. Um, I, I think Memphis can score. I, I don't like this Memphis team. I don't, I don't think they're very good, but I think they can score. Okay? And I don't know. This Hawaii team has been the weirdest team of all, but Maybe it was weird because the coaching situation and the players hated him, and 
you know, that that probably has a lot to do with why they had the weird ass season that they had. I got I'm with you. I got no feelings whatsoever on it. I'm gonna take Memphis because I've seen when they want to or where they have to, they put up points in bunches sometimes. And that is true. I, I, I wonder how they'll be able to do that without Calvin Austin third, but they do have some I other mean, weapons but he's on the team. the only weapon they've got. They've got yeah. three or four receivers that are faster than anybody who wise can put on the field. Oh, yeah. No, no you're, you're and certainly right. And that's the right. thing is speed. In, in these bowl games, speed breaks speed. I'm not saying they'll go on long, sustainable drives, but to say that they couldn't bust three big plays and then, you know, Hawaii's offense struggle and they get up 14 nothing or 14-7 or something like that, or 14-3, 21-3. Like, it, you know, it could it could get ugly. No, that certainly makes sense. The, uh, the gifts for this, by the way, the Electronics Gift Suite, which is a new one here, Oakley sunglasses and backpack, which fits perfectly for Hawaii, a Kahala Aloha shirt, a beach towel, and swim trunks. So they are certainly making this a, a Hawaii. Uh, I'm finding strange that uh, Maui Jim doesn't get their way in there, but Oakley. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. A little you think surprised Maui Jim would be a Hawaiian brand, right? Maybe they're not. Maybe they just name themselves Maui Jim. By the way, this one, so it's 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Uh, this one's at the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex in Honolulu. And for those that have not seen Hawaii home games this year, this is basically like a practice field where they brought in yeah. like 3,000 uh, bleachers. Like just portable bleachers. It's uh, there will be nobody at well, the game. I would imagine. But, but they're but they're redoing the uh, their stadium, right? That's yeah, yeah, they, they are, they are. So yeah, they that thing had fallen uh, way below like the Americans with Disability Act and all that. Like they had a bunch of renovations that they got to do. Yeah. But think, but here's the problem that they've got. They've got one massive stadium that a lot of people use. They use the NFL uses like people use. But how do you ever fix it up if you don't have a second stadium to put? True. No, it makes sense. So this was the catch-22 that they had. At some point in time, they just said, okay, we've gone too far. Now we're going to get mocked and made fun of for this practice field that we got to play on for all this time. But what are we to do? Yeah. No, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, it's going to be interesting to see on TV. Uh, but Christmas Eve, uh, perfect time for a ball game. Perfect time for a ball game. All right, moving on, the Camellia Bowl on Christmas Day at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's Ball State against Georgia State. Uh, rolling through the gifts here. It's at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. A gift suite. Of course, everybody knows how much I hate those. Fossil Watch, ESPN Beanie, and Rolling Travel Bag. And a big game autograph football. So, nothing crazy. Hey, who's the autograph? Who's the autograph? So, I talked about this on the Wednesday show because a bunch of these were giving away autograph footballs. And I was like, are they giving them a football to get autographed by different people or are they getting like an autographed football like, did from Tom Brady send a bunch of footballs to Joe <laughs> Montana or are they getting like Dick Buckus to like sign a bunch of balls like are, are these just like balls uh, and like the bowl commissioner autograph it's like what the, shit. what the hell are we doing here it's, I don't understand like are they getting both teams to autograph all of the balls and then they just give them to all the players like it I don't understand that. Like, so now that, you get a ball from the team that you just played against, right? Isn't that what? weird? Like, I, I don't understand that, it. This <laughs> is so stupid. This so, is the dumbest sport in the world. Georgia State is a five and a half point favorite. Uh, the total sits at fifty-one currently. Um, and if you look at numbers and whatnot, like this is all right. So, so let me give you a little bit of an idea here. Uh, Georgia State, number 10 in success rate on offense, but they're number 129 in explosive rate. 
So they're not explosive, but they're really successful. Like, they can drive the ball. Uh, Ball State's defense, number 117 in success rate, but they're number three in explosiveness allowed. So they don't allow explosive plays, but you can drive the ball on them. That certainly works in Georgia State's favor. On the other side, um, Ball State not explosive, but they can move the ball. Kind of the same as Georgia State. But Georgia State's defense, they are very apt to give up explosive plays, but they are number 20 in success rate allowed. Uh, since week seven of the season, they are. This does not set up well for Ball State. I will certainly say that MAC teams have not been good in bowl games, and I don't have direct uh, numbers in front of me. I know that uh, Ball State is one and four against the spread their last five bowl games. Um, this looks like Georgia State to me. Like I, I will certainly lean that direction. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to ride with Georgia State to cover the five and a half here. Yeah, I am too. I, I... Listen, it, Ball State has been nothing but just a gigantic disappointment this entire season. I, you know, we, it, it's easy to pile on the Mac. The Mac has been bad. Like, normal years, like, Maction has been awesome. This year, Maction was just a giant disappointment. It was just a weird season. It's a weird conference. Nothing went the way anybody thought it would. Um, and so, when, when, when all else fails, just fade the Mac and see how it goes. Uh, I don't know that Georgia State's great. I don't think Georgia State's been very consistent either, but I'll take them. I think they can get defensive stops, make a play here or there, beat somebody by a touchdown. I normally like taking dogs when I don't like either one of the teams, but, you know, this is a different situation. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat. And I like Sean Elliott. Like, I like the head coach uh, at Georgia State. The Panthers have been fun to watch, and they have been really good towards the end of the season, so I'll – uh, we'll both ride with Georgia State there. Moving on to the Quick Lane Bowl. This one's on Monday, December 27th, and we have got a a fun matchup here. Western Michigan against Nevada. Now, Nevada, uh, there is a lot going on with that program. A Western Michigan favored by 6.5. Uh, this was at 7 on uh, Wednesday, I believe it was, and it shifted. I mean, it was Nevada favored by 7, and now Western Michigan was favored by seven. It's come back down half a point. But Carson Strong, the quarterback, is not playing. Multiple wide receivers are not playing. They're opted out and transferring and whatnot. Jay Norvell, the head coach, is leaving. Uh, the interim coach is the running backs coach. And they still have not announced whether or not Matt Mummy, the offense coordinator, is going to call plays in this game. But he is supposedly going to Colorado State with Jay Norvell. There's just a lot happening with the Nevada football program. So it makes sense that Western Michigan, of course, would have flipped over and become a seven-point favorite. I mean, it's six and a half now. But, you know, Western Michigan, four and one against uh, winning teams. They're one and four against the spread their last five to close out the season. They're two, five, and one against the spread in uh, neutral site games. Uh, Nevada, four and oh against the spread in their last four bowl games. They're 10 and one against the spread as a dog. But this is not the same team. Uh, I... I think, as ridiculous as it is, I, I like to fade the Mac and whatnot. Uh, but I think with Caleb Ellaby and that bunch at Western Michigan, like I really think that they are going to be like one. They can run the football like crazy, but when they want to sling it around, they can do that too. And this Nevada defense is just not good. So I, I'm going to ride with Western Michigan, even though it is a Mac team in a bowl game, uh, and just kind of hope for the best. It does seem like a lot of points, but I, I got no idea what to expect out of Nevada in this spot. Yeah, I, what's weird is the fourteen point swing. Yeah, you know that's what's weird. Like, like I understand that the line should have moved some, 
I understand the Lions should have moved aggressively. But two touchdowns? <laughs> Gary, that's – I don't know that I've ever seen that. This this is a 10 a.m. Central Time game in Detroit, by the way. So well, for yeah, Nevada, it's a 9 a.m. body the, clock game. Yeah, they, they work under the assumption that nobody is going to watch this. <laughs> like, nobody. Monday um, at 10 a.m. Central Time. I mean, just I, I'll make this clear. I would not bet one – if you gave me 20 bucks and said, I need you to bet on this game, I would take your 20 bucks I put it in my pocket and then wait till the game is over and like, sorry, we lost. <laughs> Like I just, I just, I just steal it from you. I just keep it and not make a bet at all. I think this is this is the most ridiculous of all the bowl games because of the chaos that's going on. I, I think taking Western Michigan is the dumbest thing in the world when the point spread has swung fourteen points. I, I would take Nevada here, but just because gambling math tells me you nothing is worth fourteen points. Nothing. No coach. No quarterback. No nothing is worth. 14. Okay. Okay. So Nevada plus six and a half for you. By the way, they've got an actual uh, pretty good gift haul here. JBL Tune 750 BTNC Bluetooth. Uh, Noise canceling wireless headphones by Harmon. $175 Best Buy gift card. Photo slap life sized photo stickers. Backpack and tag. Commemorative football and other game merchandise. Like, this is one of the best of the entire bowl season. Like they're just giving them a whole slew of crap, so I'm I'm kind of a fan of that. Uh, you know, Western Michigan and Nevada getting hooked up with uh, with some really fun you know toys to play with around Christmas time. So not bad. Uh, we'll move on to the Military Bowl, and the Military Bowl we have got Boston College against East Carolina. BC is favored by three here. Uh, Phil Jerkovich, it it was fun to see him come back and everything, but. Uh, I don't think they've broken 17 points in a game in over a month. I mean, they just their offense has not been able to click. That defense, however, is pretty legit. Uh, this is at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis. It's uh, 2:30 p.m. Eastern Time on December 27th on Monday. This is uh, this is fun. Like, I, I look at the uh, the bowl gift. By the way, $350 Mastercard gift card by University Fan Cards. Uh, wireless headphones and a beanie, so I would imagine it's probably a military bowl beanie. But you know, I look at—I wanted to ride East Carolina here, but I, they've got Phil Dracovich playing. They've got Zay Flowers, who has decided he's coming back, and he's an All ACC uh, wide receiver. Like I think Boston College has enough in the tank to be able to get the win here. Uh, East Carolina has not played a lot of really, really good teams. And and when they did play against great teams, they kind of got whipped. So I I tend to lean Boston College here. Uh, obviously, I, I don't really like either side. But since we're doing pick them, uh, I will take Boston College to cover the three here. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I think they're the better coach team. I think they've got more talent on that side of the ball, or both sides of the ball. Sorry, and uh, and I just I just can't see a world uh, or a scenario where BC doesn't you know show up and, and, and play this game, win this game. Um, and, you know, it's a small spread. Cover the three. I, I think there's motivation here for Boston College. Like, that's I, I really think that they are using this as a jumping-off point towards next season. Uh, and Jeff Halfley, a good defensive coach. Like, that defense has gotten better as the season has gone along. Uh, I he's a good coach. Yeah, he's, he's a good coach. He's a good period. coach. 
I yes. mean, I, I think this whole team has improved under him. Yes, they definitely have. They definitely have. I think things would have been a lot different had uh, had they not had to rely on Dennis Grossell through most of the season. So we both like BC minus three. The Birmingham Bowl gives us Houston and Auburn, and this one is at uh, noon Eastern time on Tuesday, December 28th. It's at Protective Stadium, the new stadium in downtown Birmingham. Uh, the gifts on this one, gift suite, hat, ice shaker bottle, and a shadow kit. You know what the hell a shadow kit is? No. I have no idea. That's pretty weird. Uh, Auburn favored by two and a half on this. The total is sitting at 51 and a half. Uh, I will go ahead and tell you this. That 51 and a half seems like it might be too many points. These are two pretty good defenses. Uh, but Auburn, good gracious. Like, uh, Bo Nix was not playing anyway because he was injured. But he is transferred over, and they have got a slew of guys that are not going to play in this game. Uh, let's see if I can read them off here. Running back Sean Shivers, uh, he's transferring and not playing. Uh, wide receiver Elijah Canyon. Safety Ladarius Tennyson. Defensive end Caleb Johnson. Offensive guard Tayshawn Manning. And they also have star cornerback Roger McCreary. Starting linebacker Zacoby McLean. Right tackle Bradarius Ham that are opting out to prep for the NFL. And their starting center, Nick Brahms, is going to be out after undergoing surgery. They also... Don't have their offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo. Like, he is fired. He's gone. I, I don't know what Auburn is going to look like. Uh, this is the first time T.J. Finley will have gotten starters reps for an entire, basically, offseason. He's gonna He's got 15 practices leading up to this game, so I'm curious what T.J. Finley looks like. Uh, but Houston is, is a good team, even though Dana Holgerson has not been great in bowl games. He's 0-7 against the spread his last seven bowl games uh, between here and at West Virginia. But I, I tend to think this is a spot with Houston catching points that they'll be able to uh, muster up. It, it, all the stuff that's coming out of Houston right now seems like they are really fired up for this game. They they are missing their star cornerback, Marcus Jones. He's sitting out to prep for the NFL. But other than that, everybody else is playing. Clayton Toon, uh, all those guys. So I think the way that they got embarrassed by Cincinnati, they... They might come out guns a-blazing on this one, and who knows what to expect from Auburn. I'll I'll take Houston to cover that two-and-a-half here. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on all of those fronts. I think Auburn, uh, you know, people say it's a de facto home game and they'll have a bunch of crowd there, and that that's probably true, but I don't know if that has anything to do with the players on the field and and uh, their, their want to be there. Um, I, I do think Houston, Dana's getting better. Um, you know, what, what, what he's building there and what he's developing there is, is I think, something that's going to be pretty special. And, uh, and and I think they can play good defense. I think they can play good offense. And, and I think they can win this football game. I think they will win the football game. Yeah, that's, that's the way that I'm going on that. So that takes us to the first responder bowl. And this one is Air Force and Louisville. Now, it is in uh, Dallas. It's at Gerald J. Ford Stadium. This is a gift suite, action face personalized figure, which I figured out what that is. It is uh, a figurine, like an action figure, of yourself. Now, how they're going to do this for two full football teams, I have no idea. But uh, but that's what they're doing. So a personalized figurine, anchor phone charger, and a commemorative football. So uh, the commemorative football makes a lot more sense than an autograph football, right? Like that's... <laughs> <laughs> Some of this no, I think they're both stupid. You're giving guys who play a football for a living a football. 
Yes, that well, has like, a bowl logo a on it. Special football that's not supposed to be. Listen, if you play the sport for a living, I'm assuming at some point in time you've gotten like a bowl, like a, a game ball, or you know, a, like a reward for something you actually did. So you're gonna, have, especially if you're a skill player. Jeez, how many balls do you have laying around? Do you think you want like a commemorative? bullshit bowl game ball what are we talking about <laughs> the the first responder uh football like <laughs> i mean just, just, just throw that to the dog <laughs> so air force and louisville uh the service academies have been really really good against the spread uh in bowl games now army did not cover against uh missouri last night but they did get the win there uh, air force as a dog here at uh, this is basically like what I what I talked about on the Bet US show with this is you you've got Air Force's defense that may not be able to hang with Malik uh, Cunningham. You have Louisville's defense, which certainly will not be able to stop the run on Air Force. I like Air Force in the spot um, because I think they are the significantly more disciplined team. Uh, one of the stats I brought up here: net points per drive. Air Force is number ten. Louisville is number sixty-seven. Now that's for the season. Turnovers, Air Force number 27 in turnover margin, Louisville number 51, and then penalty yards per game. Those hidden yards, Air Force number 11, and Louisville is number 87. So Air Force has a lot of things going their direction, uh, but Cunningham is explosive, and he is incredibly fun to watch. I'm going to take Air Force because I think that they are the the more fun team. The I, I Take that back. Not the more fun team. They're the more disciplined team. I think Louisville's the more fun team. Uh but with this number sitting at 55 and a half, I would certainly lean the over on it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to roll with Air Force on on this one. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll take the most athletic player on the field, and uh, and, and that, that, that'll be with Louisville. So, I, I just think Air Force is going to have a hard time slowing him down. I've seen Cunningham carry that team on his back for entire football games against more superior talent and size and speed than Air Force is going to be able to bring. I can understand that. I can understand that. All right, the Liberty Bowl. And we've got, they should they should really just change the name this year to uh, the Mike Leach Bowl. Mississippi State taking on Texas Tech. State is a nine and a half point favorite here. It's uh, 6.45 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, December 28th. And let's go through the, uh, the gifts here. The Bose SoundLink Flex Bluetooth Speaker. Uh, the Caravelle by Bulova watch, a Nike backpack, sunglasses, athletic shoes, and sports sandals, and, of course, the commemorative football. Uh, it's at the Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee. So Mississippi State, of course, a little bit of a home field advantage here because, one, they're used to playing there. They've already played there once this year, um, and they got they got jobbed in that game. Um, when you look at this, like the numbers should tell you like this should not be a 9.5-point spread, but... If Mike Leach can can motivate his players to be as pissed about Texas Tech as he is, with them still owing him money and whatnot, the storyline behind all that's really funny. Um, if he can motivate his guys to be fired up, I don't know what the motivation is for Texas Tech. They're in the middle of a coaching change. They're going through all this different stuff. They don't know who's going to play. Uh, Sonny Cumbie is still going to be the interim head coach for this game, even though he has already taken the Louisiana Tech head coaching job. So, uh, very interesting stuff from Texas Tech. Mississippi State's got all their dudes. Uh, they're they're losing their offensive tackle uh, because he's sitting out for NFL draft prep. But 
you know, Will Rogers gets the ball out faster than any, well, it, I take that back. He's number two in fastest, like, get rid of the ball rate. That's the easiest way to say it. Uh, he gets rid of that ball super fast. So you don't even have a chance to take advantage of the fact that the tackle's out because you're not going to be able to get there before he gets rid of the football. So I, all of the motivation says to me that Mississippi State is going to cover this nine and a half. If Leach can get his guys to keep pouring it on, like, this is an easy cover to me. What do you think? Yeah, Mississippi State should kill them. I think they've got more talent from top to bottom. And and all that talent's playing. I'm not worried at all about this game. Not one lick. No, that does make sense. That does make sense. Uh, the Holiday Bowl. We'll move on to that one. Da-da-da. UCLA and NC State. All right. This one is 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, December 28th. And what have we got here? It's the San Diego Credit, uh, San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. It's at Petco Park in San Diego. A gift suite. Of course, I hate those. Uh, fleece hoodie, short sleeve T-shirt, and a long sleeve T-shirt. Man, that just that sounds terrible. Like, I wonder what's in the gift suite. There's got to be something good in the gift suite because uh, a long sleeve T-shirt, short sleeve T-shirt, and a fleece hoodie. Like, get out of here with that crap. Um, all right, so so UCLA. Uh, is a lot of fun. They've been great this year. Like they, they obviously have jumped up. Chip Kelly's a lot of fun to watch him draw up plays. Uh, these two teams, like both really aggressive, so they're high in penalty yards per game. Uh, they're tied at number thirty-one in turnover margin, so they don't really turn the ball over very much. Uh, you got a good UCLA offense against a good NC State defense, and then you got an average UCLA defense against an average NC State offense. I like the coaching matchup of Tim Beck you know, the offensive coordinator against Chip Kelly, two really fun offensive guys that really know how to draw them up. I tend to lean with the defense on this one. I like NC State to be able to cover this. You know, you would say that this might be a little bit of a home field advantage because UCLA doesn't have to travel that much and and maybe they would bring more fans. But, I mean, it takes forever to get from L.A. down to San Diego. And I don't think they're going to have a lot of fans there. So I don't know that there's any kind of home field advantage. I, I'm going to lean NC State. I think they can get the win here. Yep, I like NC State, too. I like both these teams. I like both these coaches a lot. I uh, thought both these programs had really good years, uh, considering what some had expectations of them um, being. And so, I, you know, I, but I'm going to ride with the Wolfpack here. I can ride. What was the that. number? What we got to lay on that? Uh, one and a half. Yeah, that's, that's not big. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. One and a half on it. Uh, the total is 60 on that, uh, which, I mean, that might be an under, maybe. Um, I just, NC State does not run a lot of plays. I know that. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl. we got a few more games that we want to hit here. Uh, guaranteed Rate Bowl, and this one gives us West Virginia against Minnesota. It's Tuesday, December 28th, 10.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Going through the games, uh, or sorry, the uh, gifts on this is at Chase Field in Phoenix, by the way. This is a Theragun Pro Massager, Lululemon 22L Cruiser Backpack, and a 26-ounce ice shaker bottle. Uh, okay, that's cool. Like I, I don't know about the Theragun Pro uh, Massager or the Lululemon Backpack. Yeah, you know, you know about it. You know about it. it well, is that one of those muscle massage things? Yeah, that's what they call it. <laughs> May to be used on you or your partner. <laughs> they gonna give that to to college football uh, uh, athletes, like what you know, 
Like, it just I know, they don't like even need it. They're like 18 to 24. They're in the best shape of their life. Give it to them when they're 40. <laughs> it's so dumb, God. So Minnesota is a five-point favorite in this game. The total is uh, sitting at 44.5 now. Um, these are two teams that are not great offensively, and Minnesota has a significantly better defense than West Virginia. Uh, Letty Brown is not going to play for West Virginia. I guess one of the storylines here is Minnesota fired their offensive coordinator, and they brought back Kirk Soraka, who was the offensive coordinator that left after their big you know, 10-win season under P.J. Fleck, like second year or whatever. And, uh, and he went and was Penn State's offensive coordinator for one year, and then he was an analyst this year for West Virginia. Well, now he's been hired back to be offensive coordinator at Minnesota again, and who do they happen to play in their bowl game but West Virginia? So they've got a little bit of insight there. Uh, I think Minnesota is just a significantly better team than West Virginia. I You know, you look at some of the numbers on it, um, West Virginia 3-13 and 13 against the spread in their last 16 bowl games. Like, they've never been good in bowl games. And Minnesota has covered four bowl games in a row. P.J. Fleck gets his boys fired up for these things. He always views this crap as uh, as opportunities. Uh, I fully expect them to uh, to win by at least a touchdown, if not more. I don't think West Virginia is going to be able to score on that Minnesota defense. So I'll, I'll take Minnesota minus five. Yeah, we're, we're agreeing a lot now uh, towards the end of this thing. Um, I completely agree. I think Pete Dick Fleck is going to have his boys rolling. And um, West Virginia, you know, losing their OC, uh, I think he was the play caller, right? We'll, you know, we, uh, Neil Brown wasn't play calling, right? No, they, they've still – so he was only an analyst there. The, uh, oh, he was Kurt just Sorok. an analyst? I thought he, he was, was an analyst. Right. Yeah, he was an okay. analyst for West Virginia. So. My brain but still – that's he, fine. He knows their game plans. Like, he helped with the game nah, plans. Nah, I don't care about any of that. At some point in time, talent wins. More <laughs> times than not. And I think I think Minnesota's better than them. I think Minnesota's more physical on defensive front than that. Uh, they haven't played a lot of good defenses because the Big 12 just didn't play defenses. Um, uh, you know, a couple of teams did. Baylor, Oklahoma State. I think they struggled real bad against those teams. So, uh, I think I think they're going to struggle here. Not that Minnesota's defense or Oklahoma State. That's a gross team. Um but yeah, I, I, I like I like the Gophers in this. I like the Gophers go. That makes sense. Moving on to right, we got a roll to these next ones though. I gotta go. All right, let's do it. Uh the Fenway Bowl, Virginia against SMU. Virginia is a two and a half point favorite. It's the last ride for one Bronco Mendenhall. Uh SMU, of course, lost to head coach Sonny Dykes, etc. Uh when I look at this, I don't know what the motivation is for SMU. And for Virginia, uh, while they do have a lot of guys that are uh, that have entered the transfer portal, they do not have a lot of guys that are sitting out this game, even though they're in the transfer portal. I think they want to send out Bronco Mendenhall with a win. I think they're going to be fired up for it. Uh, looks like we could possibly have some snow in the forecast. So these two high-powered passing option, or, uh, offenses uh, may not be as efficient as usual. But this is a fun, fun quarterback battle between Tanner Mordecai and Brennan Armstrong. And I, I expect Virginia to be able to come out on top here. Uh, win one last one for Bronco, I think. So I'll, I'll take Virginia to cover the two and a half. 100%. Uh, I'm shocked that this line is as small as it is. I, I, I really am. I I find it strange. I don't see. SMU was a really good team at one point in time this season. They kind of fell apart. And I don't know how much that offense will be able to put up big points um, with Sonny being gone. He was the architect of it. So just because you coached under him and just because you played it for a year or two doesn't mean 
you still know how to solve problems when somebody throws you a curveball. You just you just don't know how to hit it because he was the one that solved all the problems. At some point in time in this game, problems are going to come up. Virginia's going to capitalize. They're not going to be able to to, to counter. And and I think Virginia wins this thing and sends Bronco out one last time. Yeah, SMU also uh, missing Reggie Roberson and uh, and Gray. I believe uh, they're first and fourth leading wide receivers. So that's that's a pretty big issue right there. Uh, the gifts on this one, by the way, gift suite, Bose Sport wireless earbuds, LL Bean dope kit, whatever the hell that is, personalized mini baseball with the player's name and jersey number. So interesting. We move from that one to the pinstripe. Maybe a baseball with your name on it. Yes, a baseball with your name on it. Interesting. <laughs> Weird. Just the arrogance of these dumb bastards. Go ahead. Uh, the pinstripe bowl. So we're moving from one baseball field to the other. This one's in Yankee Stadium. This one is Virginia Tech against Maryland, and Virginia Tech is a three and a half point dog here, total of 55. Uh, the bowl game gifts on this a variety of new era products and a shopping experience at Harmon New York City store and a Balfour ring. Uh, I. I Guess you just get a ring for participating. I don't. I don't know. Uh, like a ring, like a, a like ring, a, like a class ring, like a class a, ring, wedding a, ring, like remember, a, yeah. Hang on. Remember when? Remember when? When Butch his ass, his name, gave him like a championship ring because they were champions at life. Yes. <laughs> like they, they didn't make bowl eligibility. Like they didn't even win a. They didn't even make it to a bowl game that year. Yes. They couldn't muster up six wins at Tennessee, <laughs> but he gave them all like championship rings for for being champions at life. How insane, Boy. right? It's just not nuts. Boy, we are. Listen, I'll tell you this. In the battle of Pinstripe Bowl, Fenway Bowl, give me give me the Fenway Bowl 100% of the time. <laughs> so the because Pinstripe Bowl. Bullshit. Uh, Virginia Tech, J.C. Price is the interim coach. Uh, he obviously led them to a win over Virginia at the end of the season, but Justin Fuente has been fired. Uh, they've had five starters opt out for the bowl game. Uh, they're headed to the NFL draft. Uh, Braxton Burmeister also opted out. He would be the sixth, um, but he's transferring. He just, you know, he decided he's not going to play in this one. Their, uh, their quarterback for Virginia Tech, Connor Bloomrick, he's starting. He's only 7 of 16 passing on the year, 42 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Maryland, There'll be a lot more than that when this game's over. Oh, yeah. Maryland got uh, just destroyed by all of their, you know, good competition that they played. Any Power 5 team that, uh, that had a pulse – you know, typically beat Maryland this year. Um, however, they Maryland's favored by three and a half here. Uh, even all the chaos and whatnot that's going on with Virginia Tech and the guys that are sitting out, et cetera, I still don't think Maryland's very good. I don't know that Maryland should be favored over anybody by three and a half points. So I will take, like, Indiana. As bad as Indiana was this year, they only lost by three to Maryland because that Maryland defense is so bad. I'm going to take Virginia Tech to cover the three and a half here. Because uh, this is no, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. Listen, this kid starting for Virginia Tech, all their fans are going to be clamoring for him to be the star next year because he is about to look like playing Madden on easy. <laughs> like it's just, it's just going to be cheap. This Maryland football team is not good at defense at all. Uh, their offense isn't great, um, but the defense at Virginia Tech still has pride in taking the football away, and they will get multiple opportunities to take the football away from one young tongue of Iowa. You have got that right. All right, uh, two more. The Cheez-It Bowl with Clemson and Iowa State. Clemson is a one-point favorite. It's on Wednesday, December 29th, 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time. The uh, gifts on this, a $400 Amazon gift card. 
Uh, it's at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, by the way. Uh, $400 Amazon gift card, a Fossil watch, an OGO backpack, and, of course, the commemorative football. Uh, I like the gift card. I certainly like the gift card, and I like the watch. So, cheers to that. Um, but, yes, I, I look at this. Iowa State's got a bunch of dudes sitting out on defense. Their defense was not good towards the end of the season at all. Brees Hall, their running back, is going to sit out. And, of course, we know all the stuff that's going on at Clemson, uh, replacing both coordinators, et cetera, but they're replacing them internally. They got a lot of trust in their guys. And the thing that sells this one for me is the talent discrepancy between the two teams. Right? Both of these were very popular playoff picks in the preseason, et cetera. Clemson is number four in total team talent, and Iowa State is number 57. I, I'm i going to have to go with Clemson here. I got that. It just seems, while it may seem a little too easy, uh, there are still a lot of people betting on Iowa State right now, which is why this line is where it is. I'm going to take Clemson and expect them to, I mean, all they really got to do is win the game. It's a one-point spread. Like, I, I know that I may not expect a whole lot out of Clemson going forward, but this is still a really talented team. And you know Dabo in these motivational spots can get these guys fired up. I, I think they're going to win the game. So I was just I was just about to say that. If anybody can get his team fired up to win a game that don't matter or do something that doesn't matter, Dabo's the guy. That 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 is literally his calling card. Is is this is not important to anybody, but it's important to me. <laughs> Such an idiot. Um I can't do it. Give me Iowa State. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Listen, the, 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 the gentleman on, on the other side of the field for Ames it, it is just such a better coach than Dabo is. And at some point in time, Dabo is going to get involved in making decisions in this game, and it's going to go badly. Yeah, I could I could totally see that. I could totally okay. see that. Matt, Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell and, and Dabo Sweeney aren't, aren't even close when it comes to a coaching clinic. Just not close. <laughs> All right, let's close out with this last one, and then uh, and then we will let you get out of here. The Alamo Bowl, Oregon against Oklahoma. We have Mario Cristobal that left to go coach Miami, and we've got Lincoln Riley, the Sooners coach, that left to go coach USC. So we have Bob Stoops against uh, an interim guy. Like I, I don't even have the name in front of me. Um, it's not Moorhead, though, right? Moorhead already left for Akron? So, Moorhead is uh, is actually coaching in this game. So, so I think he's going to be the interim, right? No, he's not the interim. It's uh, I think it's the special teams coordinator. That's okay, be the okay that makes sense. Uh, here we go. Special teams guys usually know everybody, so yeah, that's why they get it. They Brian, Brian McClendon. Brian McClendon. I figured Moorhead might get it because he uh, um, has head coaching experience. So, that, that would be the only reason. So, Oregon is yeah Brian McClendon is the interim uh Tim DeRuder the defensive coordinator uh, is took or he took the same position at Texas Tech and uh Joe Moorhead of course took the head coaching job at Akron both of them are staying on to coach the game minus Cristobal so the entire staff at Oregon is staying intact for this bowl game uh at Oklahoma that is not the case uh he has already taken Alex Grinch with him to USC in addition to the wide receivers coach, outside linebackers, defensive ends coach, and their strength coach, along with uh, defensive line coach Calvin Thibodeau, who joined the SMU staff. So, like, Oregon has everybody, Sands the head coach, and Oklahoma has eh, maybe a couple of guys still lingering around, but it, it's definitely not the same at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's also had a ton of guys that have transferred, etc. Oregon's got a couple of dudes that have uh, decided they're going to sit out for the NFL but it's really not anything crazy. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau uh, is going to sit out. 
Oklahoma's missing defensive lineman Nick Benito and Perion Winfrey. So in this spot, Oregon tends to play better when they play against good football teams. Now, that, of course, is Utah uh, withstanding, right? Withstanding Utah because Utah just beat the mess out of them. I don't think Oklahoma can do what Utah did. Oklahoma is not as strong as them. Let me give you the uh, the gifts on this, by the way. It's at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time on December 29th on uh, Wednesday. It's a $490 Master gift, MasterCard gift card by University Fan Cards, Ice Shaker Bottle, Mini Helmet, and Team Panoramic Photo. I guess they're giving them a photo of their own team, like the school couldn't do that themselves. But whatever. Uh, I... Even with Bob Stoops coming back to be the interim, all that kind of stuff, this line is four and a half. I still like Oregon to cover the four and a half. I think they can hang in this game. I think they can make Caleb Williams uncomfortable. And I I think for Oregon, like the game might actually matter a little bit. Uh, There's a reason the entire staff is staying on to play in this one. I think they were embarrassed by Utah. They want to come out and put out a good showing. I think they can hang. This seems like it might be a field goal game. So, So give me Oregon to cover the four and a half. Golly, man, I I want really bad to pick the big big game, Bob, because I just I spent most of my life never doing it. Yeah, um, I'm not going to do it now. I, I trust Moorhead and the bunch uh, running Oregon, and uh, I think Oklahoma's going to struggle. I think they're going to struggle. A, the defense wasn't very good anyway, so Oregon's offense I think is going to look awesome. I don't think the defense is going to get any better by any stretch of the imagination, and so. Um, yeah, give me give me Oregon. We're 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 we're, we're all, we, we I think we agreed on all the last like five six games. Yeah, we from Mississippi State all the way down to Oregon. We no, no we, nope, we, hey, we no. disagreed quite a bit on top. Yeah, we did disagree a lot on the top. Uh, also, you took uh, Iowa State and I took Clemson. So oh, that's right. We disagreed on Clemson. Yeah, there you go. So now, of course, you still agree that's, with all of my reasons. Mainly because I'm morally opposed to ever picking Dabo for anything other than like <laughs> asshole of the year. Exactly. Exactly. Grifter, something like that. Oh Lord! Yeah. All right, <laughs> let me let you out of here, and uh, and I will wrap this thing Thank up. Thank you, buddy. Have hey, a merry Christmas. Of course, Appreciate of course, you do the same. I'm sure that we will be texting. We'll uh, we'll figure out next week's schedule around New Year's and whatnot. But gonna be a lot of bowl watching. <laughs> yeah. See you, man. All right, be good. All right, so that was Chris. Of course, uh, we are ready to uh, go ahead and dive out of here. We hope you all have wonderful Christmases, a great Christmas Eve, all that good stuff. And I'll go ahead and tell you, go to BetUS. It's America's premier online sports book. There's a link in the description. Go ahead and click that. It'll take you right over there. Along with that, uh, we will go ahead and tell you to go to winningcureseverything.com. Got everything you need to know about us over there. A reminder again, there will not be a show on Monday. Uh, We'll be back again next Wednesday. So uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get out of here. You guys take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, all of you tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.